Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I don't even have my feet up on the counter yet. There we go. Oh my heavens. My headphones are quiet. There we go. That's mildly better. Good. Mildly. It's Friday. It's weird. You're wearing a hat. What's going on? Sleep in? (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Oh. Just okay. felt like a hat day today. Yeah. Maybe Fridays are hat days from now on. Should we have funny hat day? Just you and I? I think when I was in elementary school and stuff, when they did like funny hat day, I don't remember participating. Of course lot. you wouldn't. <laughs> You'd be like, that's dumb. Even then. Like, I'm not doing that. First of all, I don't own any funny hats. I only own exquisite hats. Hmm. You could get one. What hat. would your funny hat be? Maybe I'd go to the uh, old Dr. Seuss, the super tall, red and white striped. I always assume. That's always wacky. When I see a person with that hat on, I always assume that's a person who relies heavily on the marijuana. (laughs) The other option would be one of the hats with a little propeller on it. A beanie? Yeah. Yeah. Beanie propeller? That's a good look. Nerd hat? You could take that thing into a bar and wheel a sweetie. Put you on Mount Rushmore. (laughs) The Wheeling Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Who's on the Wheeling Mount Rushmore right now? Oh, you know who? Uh, This is going to sound really, really mean. Ah, God, I wish I wouldn't have started down this path. Too late now. Wolfgang Van Halen. Okay, I know exactly what you're saying. And yes, I totally 100% agree with you. Okay, so let's just leave it at that. Yeah. That guy's got a ton of personality. He has a show... On uh, satellite radio, he—he's uh, got a very famous last name. Uh huh. He's a fine musician. He's an incredible musician. And uh, yeah, when you see, uh, okay, he, he's done very well for himself. He certainly has. Yeah. Some might say batting out of his league. I wouldn't say that because that'd be rude. Yeah. They're just yeah. a happy couple in love. So now everyone's googling <laughs> Wolfgang Van Halen wife. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, no, good for him. Yeah, I'm glad. He, uh, you know what? When glad he landed on his feet. When I saw Van Halen, when they did the last round where they brought David Lee Roth back into the band, Wolfgang was in the band and playing bass because they'd kicked Michael Anthony out, the original bass player. Wow, Nepo baby. Nepo baby for sure, but he's got the skills. He was covering he does, yeah. David Lee Roth's ass vocally the whole night because David Lee Roth, eh, doesn't quite have it the way he used to? No, but Wolfgang was right there to pick up the slack, and he did a great job. Let's just say being a musician will do wonders for you. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Uh, are we going to do this thing now where we talk about what we're watching, what we're listening to, what uh, we're yes. reading? We haven't done this in ages. No, it's been a minute. Feels good to be back. I've forgotten everything that I've watched, so this will be a stretch. Did I talk? I. Yeah, you know what? I watched Bad Sisters. I think I talked about that, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you did. Okay. Is that it an was, Irish show? Yes. Yes, okay. And it was bloody fantastic. And then it wasn't until I had one episode left, somebody goes, uh, you know who that one girl is? I'm like, no, that's Bono's daughter. She's oh, one really? of- Oh, really? Yes. 
She plays the youngest sister. Oh, that's cool. And she's fantastic. She's probably, she gets more screen time than most of the other bad sisters. She's really good. Does she wear weird glasses like he does? No, she does not. Well. Yeah, no, she's really good. That whole show, Bad Sisters, fantastic. But the show I'm watching right now, and I kind of hate myself for it because I think my wife might be, she might be right. So, Snowpiercer, like I... I, okay, en- sure. I enjoyed Snowpiercer, but she would mock me all the time about how it's the same as all these other dystopian shows. That's the one where they're stuck on a train. That's just going around and around the globe because the earth is frozen and there's no, it's just a frozen nuclear wasteland. There's nowhere to live. So this right. train can't, who services the track? That's what, you know, she couldn't get past all that. Mm, that's fair. So then I started watching this show on Apple Plus called Silo. Okay, I that's on my list. I haven't watched it yet, but I know what it is. It's Snowpiercer in a silo. Underground. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is that's, it good, though? Do you like it? I'm tolerating it. It's kind of, it's so close to the same story of Snowpiercer. Oh, okay. But I'm getting through it. Like yeah. it's It's good escape. I've seen the trailer for it, and it did look pretty yeah. promising. It you was know one of those ones where I was waiting for it to finish. Yeah. Because they're doing, uh, streaming services need to knock it off with the one episode a week thing. That's not why I subscribe to you. I well, want it all now. Well, the whole first season's out there now. I know. I, I, I was interested in it when it was coming out oh, one okay. per week, and yeah. then I forgot about it until just now. But, I mean, they're promising a second season. Like, I think they've, I think Apple has signed up for another season, but I just know I'm only halfway through the first season. And I just know I'm going to be left with a totally unsatisfying cliffhanger. And then there's no announcement. There's no release date for the second season yet. That's the worst. I know. You know who's in it, though? And I love her. I love Ann Perkins. Oh, Rashida Jones. Uh Uh-huh. I love her. Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. She's a good-looking lady. She sure is. Beautiful lady. So I'm watching uh, Snowpiercer Underground. Silo. <laughs> okay. Uh, Apple Plus, they have a few really good shows on there. I yeah. started one on there. Uh, it's a Seth Rogen show. I think it's called Platonic. Oh. It's, uh, I only got one episode in. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I wasn't desperate to watch the second, but I'll keep going because I like Seth Rogen. Yeah. Uh, I forgot everything that I watched. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, no. I, I, you I, know I, what I we're going to talk about, right? I saw a movie in the theater over the Christmas break. Are you crazy? Was there something worth seeing in a movie theater? No, what was it? Not really. We went and saw that new Wonka movie. It was oh, just something you went to, do. to that? Yeah. Oh. Just something to do one night. It was one of those things where kind of like you say your parents do, or it's like, what's, what movie's playing right yeah. now? Yeah, and then you just go to whatever's starting next. Yeah, so we went and saw Wonka. I did not know going into it that it is kind of a musical. It is? Normally it would make me do a hard Yui right out of there. Yeah. But actually it wasn't too bad. Okay. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Handsome as the day is long, uh, but no, I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was it was certainly cheesy in parts, but yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It had some funny moments. I actually laughed out a couple times. That could be a good rainy day thing for me to watch bad. that. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, I couldn't go see Wonka on a sunny day. But yeah, there's a lot of songs in it. Yeah, it starts off with a song. I think the first thing there's no dialogue; it just kicks into a song, and I was like, "Oh no, this is going to be a long two hours, old boy." <laughs> but it actually wasn't too bad. Okay, so Wonka, Wonka, and then the other thing I plowed through, which we will talk about because you're you're just starting it. I've only watched the first episode, and I want to give an ode. I've talked; we've talked about it before, but uh, Letter Kenny, yeah, Canadian show. The final season came out on Christmas Day. 
It's only six episodes, the final season. It's only six episodes. They're 20 some minutes each. So like I plow through it in one sitting. There are movies that are longer than this whole season. See, I'm budgeting my episodes. I watched one episode on the treadmill yesterday and then I turned it off. I don't have that willpower. Oh, I just want to get at least six days out of this. Because I really enjoyed it. I'm sad that it's over. I love what they did. It's so unapologetically Canadian. They make fun of all the stuff, but they make fun of it in the right way. Uh, All the characters... I grew to love. There's very few characters on that show I don't like. I thought the dialogue was great. And the final season, I really enjoyed because it introduced a little bit of uh, tension that hadn't been in the show in the previous 11 seasons. I won't say any more than that. Okay. Well, I know because I got a taste of that tension Yeah. in the, the first episode that I watched yesterday afternoon. So this is episode one, season 12? 12, yeah. Yeah, and the final season. But the one thing you and I both talk about all the time, like that show is a lot of people go, it's just dumb. No, it's actually super kind of thoughtful on another level. Like I I can't, I don't even know what it is. It's smart on a level that maybe you don't understand if you only watch five minutes of one episode. I know. It's, it does have some of the lowbrow humor. Yes. One of the very first episodes in season one is called Fart Book. Yes. And I showed that to my best girl and she was turned off immediately. And will not watch an episode. Yeah, she's not gone back. I will never get my wife to watch an episode of Letter <laughs> Kenny. But the one thing they do so well, and we've discussed this before backstage, whoever is the music supervisor on that show, whoever picks the music and buys the music, licenses the music, they should they should get a star on the Canadian Walk of Fame. Yeah, throughout the entire run of that show. And... What they do that's really unique is at times they will play virtually the entire song Yeah, at the end of an episode. And so it'll be like this two or three minute long scene where just the full song is playing. There's no dialogue. No dialogue. And there's something going on on the screen. Sometimes they're just dancing. Sometimes what well, that makes it sound ridiculous. Well, no, they're but just dancing, but that, it makes sense in the show. Can we play a clip? Sure. Okay. So the first episode of season 12, the one that I watched yesterday, there's a scene where all the, this scene made me want to move to a small town and take up farming and just hang out at the local bar. So they're just at a local bar at the end of the night. Having a good time. Dancing. And a song comes on and everyone's on the dance floor. This song right here, I had to look it up. The band, they're called Relations. The song is Take No Sides. This to me sounds like late 70s, maybe very early 80s, new wave, kind of a Joy Division feel. Take a listen to this. God, I love that. It's pretty cool. And they hold that scene for probably three minutes where it's just all of them on the dance floor and and I couldn't look away. Like they're having a good time. Everybody's, well... Almost everybody's having a good time. Mm-hmm. Almost everybody's smiling and just enjoying each other's company. The DJs are hanging out with the Hicks. And yeah. How does that work? There's a song you haven't come across later in the season. It's uh, I had to Shazam it, and it's this Swedish kind of psycho metal, or psychological yeah. uh, metal song. And I was like, what? Like, where do they even find some of this stuff? Okay, that's cool. But the one that really stuck with me, and I can't stop listening to this song, the final episode, this goes back to like season five of Letter Kenny. 
the final episode, it's like the Hicks travel to Quebec for, um, was it a wedding or a stag? A buck and doe. A buck and doe. That's what they called it. Yeah. And uh, this huge fight breaks out in the parking lot of the Ukrainian Cultural Center or wherever they were <laughs> having this thing. It is a full-on Donnybrook in the parking lot. In, there's slow motion. There. This song is playing in the background the whole time. And this is a French-Canadian band from the 1970s. The band is called Harmonium. I don't even know how to pronounce the name of this song. Une masse, that song is seven minutes long, and they play a huge chunk of it while the Hicks are beating the crap out of their uh, foes in the parking lot. Man, I love that show. Me too. I just love the music. I love everything about it, and I'm sad to see it go. I'm really sad that it's over. I understand why they did. Yeah. But, man, I really enjoyed Letterkenny. If you haven't seen it yet, it's all on Crave, all 12 seasons. A season is like six or eight episodes. Yeah, like they're really short seasons. And the episodes are short. Give it Just give it more than five minutes because there's something underneath. Oh, and in particular, the Noah Dick episodes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jonathan Torrance yep. plays a, a, Amish or a, an Amish or a Hutterite, Hutterite farmer named yeah. Noah, Noah Dick. Dick. And yeah. Incredible. How they got through those scenes with, with a, straight a straight face, face is beyond me. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. You know what's even more Canadian than Letterkenny? Hmm... Lube City. Oh, of course. Lube City. Mm. Yeah. It's Canadian as it gets. How's Albertan as it gets? Do you think there are more or less than 27 locations? I will say there's exactly 27 locations. That is correct. Oh, yes. 27 locations of Lube City here in Alberta. You can find the one closest to you at lubecity.ca. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. You got a weird bedtime habit? No, I don't think I do. Can I make a suggestion? Maybe. Brush your teeth? <laughs> Was that Too mean? much fun. Was that mean? Wait, what are you saying? You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We spent a good chunk of time on the show yesterday, not necessarily talking about New Year's resolutions, because really, we just, for some reason, got on the topic of the hardest thing you ever had to quit. For a lot of people, uh, it may have been the boozes. For me personally, it's coffee. I just can't shake coffee. And I'm not going to, I'm not even going to try and quit coffee anymore. It's the thing, when I first open my eyes in the morning, bing, it's what makes me get out of bed because I'm like, ooh, coffee. I enjoy it that much. And, I mean, I'm not drinking coffee for 16 hours a day. Two, three cups, maybe. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I don't think you should have to worry about it anymore either. But again, I'm not your doctor. You should probably consult your doctor. But we just started talking about the hardest thing you could... You could just never shake it. This person said, I should probably quit smoking weed and playing video games. I will cancel plans to do both of those things. But on the other hand, I work 50 hours a week. And I have two kids under the age of five. I have to wake up at 4.30 in the morning to exercise because I won't have time otherwise. When I do get some downtime, 
I would much rather sit on my couch nice and toasted than try and force conversation when I really have nothing to talk about. Okay. Uh, here's somebody else who says they're trying to quit social media. Have you reined in the social media? Like, I don't think it's any shock when you hear these studies that says social media is bad for your mental health. I think we're all aware of that. But have you been able to, you know, have you ditched one platform? Have you ditched two? What are you sticking with? I, I've kind of got it down to, like I do have, in, I've got Twitter, but I haven't opened that in years. Can't stand it. It is a swirling cesspool of negativity. So I stopped going over there. I do have Instagram, but every time I open it, it's like half an hour of my life just, just disappears. It vanishes. So I'm just, you know, old fashioned with Facebook. There's nothing on Facebook anywhere to keep you interested. So I don't spend a lot of time over there. Oh, yes. This is the Gone Around Drew Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Wow. Uh, when you get home, like we have to have social media here at work. But when you get home, are you on it? Yeah, I have to. Yeah. I feel like I have to be checking in on it, seeing what's going on. Uh, if I didn't have to do it as part of this job. I would torch it all. Would you? Like all of it? Facebook, I could dump. Instagram, I could dump. Twitter, I would keep, but I would have a an account where I don't post. I yeah. Because it's good. It is good to follow. Yeah. Oh, NHL yeah. insiders and yeah. music stuff. And, but uh, then uh, it quickly turns into the worst place on earth. Oh, I know. I don't know. I just I I have them all, but I think the only one I really look at actively is Facebook because I like Facebook Marketplace. But there's nothing interesting in my feed. No, me neither. Nothing. No. That's not a slag on the people that I'm friends no, with. It's just... No. Uh, I don't know how it works. I don't understand. You know, Facebook's been around for a long time now. And Almost 20 years, I think. Yeah. And I'm kind of... Done. I'm done with it. Shelly says I only have Instagram. I didn't quit it, but I did, did resolve to quit clicking on the comments. Yes. Seeing people being completely nasty to each other on every post was no good for me. I'd get invested in someone's prickery and want to comment to tell them how it is. Yes. But then I didn't want to get involved in the fight. No more comments button, even when it's a cute little kitten. Yeah. <sighs> wow. I did the exact same thing. That's wise words. Well, we've talked about that in the past. The, the comment section of any social media platform is just the grossest public swimming pool. It's full of <laughs> yes. lots of hair and band-aids. Yeah, no matter how good it looks from a distance. Yes. Up close, it is a public pool and there's boogers everywhere. Uh-huh. And the pee-pee. So just stay clear. Yeah. Stay clear. <laughs> so I'm, I'm with Shelly 100%. I think that's the way to go. Somebody said, I deleted Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Best decision I ever made. But TikTok, that's another story. I could be scrolling for two minutes or two hours. Send help, Nick. That, I've only... Eh. I ventured, I ventured into TikTok maybe three times. That's it. And 90 pin minutes just vanished on me every time. TikTok is like golf. Most of it is pure garbage, but <sighs> you just hit that one video or that one shot and you're like, oh, okay, oh, yeah, maybe I'll stick gold. around. Yeah. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We just started talking about how, uh, how toxic the comment section can be on social media. Mm-hmm. 
That's a swimming pool you want to stay out of. Don't go in the comments pool, pal. It's a real good New Year's resolution to just stay out of there. It's, it's full of spent syringes. Yeah, enjoy the photos, enjoy the initial posts, but don't dive any deeper. Don't look under the hood. Now the conversation's getting toxic on the text machine because people are arguing about it. I didn't mean to uh, start an argument. I was just trying to talk about the hardest thing you ever had to quit. I mean, I'm not telling you you have to quit social media. I'm just, my opinion is that the comment section is garbage. It is. Don't go in there. I'm with you on that one. But I agree with Bryce. It's nice to see photos. Uh, This, okay, I don't know who this person is. I can kind of relate, sort of. The hardest thing I ever had to quit was having a bowl of cereal right before bed every night. Ooh. It was a thing ever since I was a kid. By the time I got to 31... My metabolism wasn't what it used to be, yeah. so I had to make some changes. It took me several attempts, but I got the bedtime Shreddy's monkey off my back two years ago, but it was a hard habit to break. So Shreddy's was your bedtime cereal? Wow. I haven't done. I haven't had the uh, nighttime cereal before. No, I have a friend who has nighttime. I have another friend who has a bedtime cheese sandwich every single night. Wow. Like just two pieces of bread, a craft single, and some mayo. And then, good night. <laughs> I hope one day their self-esteem rises to the point they can go with a, a real cheddar instead of the single slice. And it's funny, too, because I know he listens every day. He drives to work every day, and he's probably listening right now. I won't say your name on the radio, but... You deserve better than a single slice. Upgrade you know your what? cheese. Yeah, exactly. I agree. You know what, Kent? Oops. Sorry, said your <laughs> name. But... Uh, Get yourself a better cheese, okay? You deserve it, pal. Well, somebody else said that they had a bedtime cereal, too. <laughs> Theirs was Honey Nut Cheerios. Are you? Uh, hang on. Bedtime cereal people, are you still doing that? Uh, oh, that. well, see, they're having skim milk, I see. Breakfast for dinner is always pop, but I've never done the pre-bed bowl of cereal. Now it's all I can think about. Oh, that's going to... Now you got that monkey on your back, don't you? Oh, my God. It's nestled in there like a tick. It's nudged its little shoulder. Yeah, the idea of your neck. The idea is burrowing under my skin. It's the Gar Andrew Show Express Kelly podcast. I had no idea so many people had a bowl of bedtime cereal. Did you know? No, that's a world uh, I didn't. I haven't been invited to. Yeah, because somebody had texted and said the hardest thing I ever had to quit was having a bowl of cereal right before bed every night. Uh, they were thirty-one by the time they got it under control, but it took them several attempts. And then a few other people said that they also do the nighttime cereal. Yeah, I like the idea of it. Yeah, I'm not disgusted by it. No. I just never thought. I always think of it as being a... A breakfast thing. A breakfast, a pre-noon thing when the sun is in the sky. Bedtime cereal has been a thing my entire life. My fiancé is very bad for forgetting about the sugar in cereal and eating a giant bowl before bed, and then he gets the mess around... Because he's super sugar high. He's 34 years old. Mm. Do you ever get the mess around, Bryce? No. No? Because I'm not eating the sugar cereals before bed. <laughs> I guess that is a downside. When you get the mess around, is that what I think that person is talking about? Or does that just mean like the Jimmy Legs? I think it means they just can't calm down. Oh, okay. Huh. How about you? You eating cereal right before bed? I know my buddy Darren does. He always has a bowl of bedtime cereal. And then I outed my friend Kent, who has a bedtime cheese sandwich every night. Wow. And it's a sad-sounding sandwich. Well, no, he uh, like he doesn't hide the fact that he eats a piece of... A, a craft single between two pieces of white Wonder Bread. Yeah. That'll make you keel over after a while. <laughs> Do you think? <laughs> How about you? What about your... 
How about your bad bedtime habits? Let's hear about that. Like we're transitioning from the thing that you really, really had trouble breaking up with to just your bad bedtime habits. Maybe yours is not brushing your teeth. Hmm? You should start doing that. Brush your teeth. Brush your teeth? Let me write that down. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We have been discussing just the hardest habit you ever had to break up with. A lot of people, it's social media. A lot of people are trying to ditch it, but it just gets into you and you can't shake it. Mine I talked about is coffee for sure. I've never been able to break up with coffee. I've tried at least a dozen times and now I don't even care. I'm fine with it. It's not like I drink seven pots of coffee in a day. I might on a particularly heavy coffee day, I might have three or four, but most days it's like two or three. I don't see it as a problem. And then that sort of we, we started talking about... Somebody had texted in and said the hardest thing they ever did quit was having a bowl of cereal right before bed. And the number of people who chimed in and said, oh my God, I got the cereal monkey on my back too. I had no idea that many people ate a bowl of cereal at bedtime. This person says, a nice bowl of cereal and an episode of 90 Day Fiance. Mm, one of those things is better than the other. A lot better. Uh, this is from Kay. Bedtime habits. I walk around the block right before bed every single night. Takes me about six minutes. Stems from when I used to walk my dog right before bed. He's no longer with us, but I still enjoy the walk. I haven't missed a nighttime walk in over two years. Well, keep going, Kay. That's pretty cool. Even when it's like minus 32, like it's going to be next week. Are you still going to walk around the block? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Somebody said, okay, my habit, it's a weird one. I wasn't even aware of it till my husband pointed it out. I smell my deodorant stick before I apply it every morning. Oh. <laughs> Make sure the smell is still there? Yeah, it's- somebody didn't actually, you know, sub out your lady scent for chicken teriyaki probably a good idea to make sure at some point the deodorant stick you know it stops smelling like irish spring and starts smelling like your armpits gross there should be an armpit scented deodorant for pranks you know like the super spicy gum you used at the fake lotto (laughs) ticket (laughs) yeah the The birthday candles that you can't blow out exactly there should be uh, there should be a deodorant that smells like i don't know body odor yeah like a fish cannery or something Somebody else said, Garn, why would you want to break up with coffee? Well, because for me, it doesn't matter what time of night it is. When I wake up and my eyes go bling, and I the first thing I think about every day is that first cup of coffee. I just, I love the taste so much. Mm, it's got its talons in you. Mm-hmm. To the, I can't wait to get out of bed just to drink a coffee. And that's why on days off, sometimes I'm wandering around my house at 4.30 in the morning. Because I just want to have a coffee. It's not the... You know what? Occasionally at home, I'll even make myself a decaf. So it's not the caffeine that's got its talons in me. This person also said, hypothetical question. Would you rather give up beer or coffee? Ooh. Coffee. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I look forward to getting together with my friends to... You know, like once every couple of weeks, we'll go out for wings and beers. I look forward to that. Like if I know it's coming next week, I will be thinking about that moment 
for five or six days straight. I can't wait to sit down at that table. And it's got to be a high table. Mm. You can't eat wings at a low table. Maybe you should just get buzzed on life instead. Yeah, the way maybe I, I should. <laughs> get buzzed on hey, friendship. Oh, hang on a second. I, I made a note the other day. The, uh... I got down to my last non-alcoholic beer the other day at home. I've never had a non-alcoholic beer in my life. Why are you a raging alcoholic, Bryce? Why? I've never understood the point of a non-alcoholic beer. Because I like the taste of a beer, but sometimes I don't. Like, I got stuff to do, and I don't want to be downing for beer, and then I have to go somewhere. Like, quite often at, you know, 5, 5.30 in the afternoon when it's just me and my beautiful, beautiful bride... And we're in the kitchen. I will just sit up at the island and I'll crack a non-alcoholic beer. I like that. I just like the taste of beer. But again, I don't always want to have the booze hall. But my question for everybody is, is why is non-alcoholic beer the same price <laughs> as beer with booze in it? That makes no sense to me. What is going on? And I understand a lot of the time with booze, like with, with real beer, a lot of what you're paying is the the alcohol tax to the government. So why am I paying the same price for a six-pack of non-alcoholic beer? And where do you go to get a good deal on it? Because it's like the grocery store in my neighborhood used to sell it. They don't sell it anymore. Probably just the cost of making it, I would assume, because it probably still has to be brewed mostly the same way. Eh, I don't minus know. Minus the magical part. But again, it's mostly taxes. On that out on on beer that drives the price up so high. There shouldn't be tax if there's no alcohol in it. They're gouging you. That's right, man. Just big. Can somebody answer my question? Where do you go to get a good deal on it these days? Four two three one zero two nine. Do a God. Do I sound like a raging alcoholic? <laughs> <laughs> you can text the show too at one zero zero two nine. A cup of water will do the same damage to you. Really? Why well, less uh, expensive, that's for sure. Uh, somebody said Costco, Bud, Budweiser Zero. No, I don't like that one. Ooh. No, I don't care for that one. Yeah, I've never understood. I, I just, like, can I feel bloated but without the alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I just asked the question, and a, a lot of people are texting and going, oh my God, we were having the same conversation. Why is non-alcoholic beer as expensive as regular beer? Somebody said, uh, it's the cost of propylene glycol, the alcohol substitute. <laughs> propylene al- glycol, that does not sound delicious. Is that what I'm drinking? Here's somebody else who says another vote for the president's choice non-alcoholic beer or the non-alcoholic Heineken if you're out in public and don't want to look too cheap to drink alcohol. You know what, though? That's the problem with the Heineken non-alcoholic beer bottle. I don't like drinking it out of a bottle in a bar because, you know, if I have three or four of those and then I go walk to my car, people are like, well, that guy's just had a lot of beer and now he's driving up. They need to make, the bottle needs to be bright orange or something like that. You know, like safety vest orange or safety vest green to let people know that you're not boozing hard and then driving home. You're listening to the Garden Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. This person texted, said, I work at a brewery to answer Garner's question as to why non-alcoholic beer costs the same price as regular beer. One reason is because depending on how you make it, a non-alcoholic beer, the manufacturing process can be more extensive and involve additional processes 
such as pasteurization or reverse osmosis. Also, non-alcoholic yeast is more expensive, but the biggest reason is because the market is willing to pay it. <sighs> Don't like that. Oh, here, okay, this is another topic altogether. We've been discussing just the hardest habit you've ever had to break up with. And it's kind of turned into weird habits now. This one, weird habit, my husband always taps his fork on the table twice before he starts eating. <laughs> I've asked him about it. He doesn't know why he does it. Doesn't even notice. Yeah, that's a little weird. Part of a ritual. Tap, tap. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.